Dive into the world of dance at the Victorian College of the Arts. Their program offers a unique blend of artistry, performance, and choreographic practice within an inclusive environment. As an undergraduate student, you explore contemporary dance, physical theatre, ballet, urban dance, and more in a collaborative studio lab setting. At honors level, specialize in performance skills, choreographic practice, or dance research. Plus, benefit from the proximity of local choreographers and companies, including Philip Adams, Stephanie Lay Company, Lucy Guerin, Chunky Move, and Dance House. Through professional placements, their students have the opportunity to develop pathways for their future careers through these relationships and networks. Consider a variety of bachelor, masters, and even doctorate programs available according to your needs. Join them and unleash your artistic potential at the Victorian College of the Arts. Learn more through the link in the descriptions below. We love to work with people who are very giving because it doesn't work in any other way. If people are holding back, then it becomes very hard to be a team and kind of like exchange thoughts and kind of have like new ideas and yeah, not to not to be frustrated, not to look at mistakes. Faults, things who go, which go wrong. Hello and welcome to the Background Dancer. I'm your host Jason Yap. Thank you for joining me with our community of passionate dance contributors from around the world and across different fields. In this podcast, I offer educational conversations and insightful tips to help you better understand all things off stage about this curious art form. As dancers. We are often high-performance athletes who depend on good metabolic functioning and intake of vitamins to maintain satisfactory levels both on and off stage. My personal favorite is vitamin B12, also known as cobalamin, a water-soluble vitamin involved in metabolism. It is one of eight B vitamins important in the normal functioning of the nervous and circulatory system for the maturation of red blood cells in the bone marrow. But relax, this isn't a science class, and we won't be discussing nutrients and supplements. So let me introduce a different kind of vitamin instead. From its humble beginnings at the Doc Eleven Studios in Berlin, the B12 Festival has matured into one of the most popular and reputable platforms for professional movement training and interdisciplinary artistic presentations on the globe. Each year, we see an exquisite lineup of the best artists in contemporary dance, performance art, and circus arts gather to learn, share, and bask in the beauty of bustling Berlin. Apart from the flagship summer edition that lasts for weeks, the festival has expanded beyond the seasons and now welcomes you also through its satellite spring and fall programs. 2023 landed on a triangular focus of diversity, curiosity, and evolution, growing alongside its sustainability donation program that pledges to match the number of participants throughout the year with newly planted trees. And behind the genius of it all are two of the nicest people you'll ever meet. 
Johannes Wielen hails from Berlin itself and has performed for the likes of the Staatstheater Brunswick and Beja Ballet Lausanne as a dancer. From 2006 until 2021, he was artistic director and choreographer for the Staatstheater Kassel in Germany and has guest toured in schools and companies across Europe and North America. Among his finest individual achievements include a nomination for the German Faust Theatre Prize and winning the iconic Kurt Jos Prize. Evangelos Polinas, on the other hand, hails from Greece and studied dance in both Athens and New York. Throughout his career, he has collaborated with the likes of Maxim Doyle and Wim van der Kabers and also directed the annual One Small Step Festival in Corfu, Greece from 2010 to 2018. He teaches contemporary techniques in Europe, the USA and Asia and has received scholarships from the Alexandros Onassis Public Benefit Foundation, New York University, the Greek State Scholarship Foundation and the Dance Web Europe Fund. To kickstart a brand new season on The Background Dancer, I'll be speaking to them about management and the challenges of establishing an international dance festival, building a competent team, and the unique experiences of co-directing as project leaders. For all aspiring festival organizers out there, it's time to put on your manager's hat and learn what else vitamin B12 can provide. Hello there, Johannes and Evangelos. A huge, huge and warm welcome here to the Background Dancer podcast. It has been quite a while since we've been trying to get you on. And yes, being a dancer myself, I'm so excited to speak to both of you. I've actually met Evangelos already, right? Uh, back in the days in, in Hong Kong when you came to a workshop. And Johannes, of course, your name uh, traverses across quite far. So um, it's not a surprise to to have heard of you way before this. And that's why both of you are here, um, because we are going to talk about dance management. We're going to talk about B12. We're going to talk about both of you and your experiences as festival organizers and teachers and leaders of our industry. So first and foremost, thank you for taking the time and welcome to The Background Dancer. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to jump into today's topic because we're going to be focused mainly on one of the biggest European dance festivals right now, B12. I have never been there myself, but all of my friends have. And when we talk about summer festivals around the continent, uh, a lot of people talk about B12, right? And a lot of people talk about uh, the beauty of Berlin. You know, a lot of people talk about the international, the cosmopolitan, the just incredible diversity that B12 is. Uh, and to get things started off is why was it called B12? Is it something related to the vitamin or is it something related to <laughs> both their personal lives? So in the most simple way, why was it called B12? Well, here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think when we started the, the whole thing and the idea came up to make a, a festival and or create a festival in Berlin, we had a very small budget and we were thinking of making like shorter and smaller units. And so then we had 12 workshops. And that's why it was called B12. And then in the end, uh, we said like B for B Berlin and then 12 for the work, 
you know, for the amount of the workshops. And yeah, I don't know. It was, it was kind of like what we thought was good because then everybody can, you know, pronounce it or has an idea like how to pronounce it. So it's not a complicated word or something like that. So we thought like short, yeah, would be good. And then we were hooked to the name kind of, and then we did it. And then <laughs> the rest is history, I guess. Like, yeah. Yeah. We started like this with this, uh, having the practicality. So counting the amount of the workshops and the B as the representation of Berlin. And, but uh, we really liked also the name and other associations that that name can have, like B12, B12 years old, or the vitamin B12, that it is so necessary for life. And it's something that we don't produce, but we need it in order to be healthy and to survive. And we believe that also art is something like that, that we need it in order to be able to survive. Well, it's, it's really interesting. I guess the, the vitamin reference does make a lot of sense. And in terms of how it, how dance, right, provides us with not only exercise, but also a whole variety of health benefits. <laughs> and it's quite interesting because B12 is uh, organized and it takes place at the Doc 11 Eden Theater site. So you have Doc 11, B12. So one comes up to the other. Uh, so it's quite interesting to have this kind of combination. I first heard about B12, I think, in the year 2017. And that was when I think I was in my year two and our academy was providing us with a lot of finances, a lot of funds to actually go and, well, uh, travel the world and uh, have an adventure, have a summer dance festival. And literally out of 10 people, eight of them from my class would be like, are you going to B12? Are you going to B12? And I'm like, what, what is B12? Like, <laughs> what is this B12 we're talking about? So I take a look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. What a huge event. What an incredibly huge festival with the variety of teachers and literally all of our favorite teachers that we talk about were all there. Like all the ones that we know, they were all there. And I remember at a time uh, when all my friends were planning to go, I was thinking to myself, why did I not go? <laughs> oh, well, I kind of, I'm sort of that person who likes to zig when everyone zags. So everybody was going to Berlin and I went to France. <laughs> I went to a different one called the Paris Summer Academy, um, which was held by Mehdi Farapur. Uh, I, I'm not sure what he's been on B12, but he's definitely been in Impulse Dance. So there's another dance festival. So there's a lot of different circuits here that we'll talk about. And we'll get into that a bit later on. So another question just before we start uh, going into the meat of our conversations. Now, both of you have been also at Tish, right? Um, and NYU, and they are also one of the official partners of this event. How did that kind of experience kind of also led you to give birth to something like B12? Because the American market is very different from the European one, as we all know. And the aesthetic and just their take of dance festivals in general are very different. So how was that for both of you in terms of gaining the insight, gaining the inspiration, let's say, to create B12? Uh, let's go with Evan first. When I was still studying in Greece, um, when I, studied, I was studying dance, there were not so many 
possibilities in Greece back then to take workshops, to see performances. Now it's different, but uh, 20 years ago it wasn't like this. And uh, I was always feeling that I need to move somewhere to a bigger city where I will be more exposed to different styles, to another vibe, because I was feeling that, yeah, I have learned already what I could get from where I am, from my country. And um, I applied to different uh, uh, programs and I was accepted and at in New York at NYU. And I was accepted also in other programs, but um, the other programs were in Europe. And I thought that, okay, they are in Europe. I'm European. I will probably go and visit those countries one day. If I don't go now to the States, I will never make that trip. And I decided to go to TIS. Of course, the the fame of TIS and all as a big institution in New York and everything was pluses to make me take the decision and um, this is how yes I started opening up my perspective what dance what is contemporary what is modern what is and then to take also many classes I was able to take uh, classes outside of the university there and um, uh, also I heard about uh, bigger festivals that they are organized in the States. I didn't visit any back then because of um, because of the classes that we had and we were not so free to go and visit other workshops. We had a really tight schedule. And during holidays, I was coming back to Greece to visit family, so I didn't really have time to visit the other festivals. Um, but uh, just hearing about them uh, made me think that, yeah, I would like eventually to make something like that in Europe, in, in Greece. And uh, I started actually um, in 2010 with a friend of mine to have a small festival in Greece, in Corfu. And that was also before B12, before we start B12 with uh, with Johannes. And um, yeah, I, it was, yeah, I think the starting idea was from things that I saw also in the States. Now the approach about what type of workshops, what type of uh, classes is different because I felt that... Um, I want to represent and give voice to people that I like and they are not so much represented. And, uh, yeah, I felt that was the main way, the main influence that I had from the States. And, of course, that continued to later co collaborations and also to starting B12. Yeah, that's very... It's It's very different experiences also, I guess. Because I'm already, I'm always, uh, yeah, it feels like I'm always ready for the next thing. So when I was a dancer, I felt like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, I, I, I like dancing and things, but I, I want to be more creative. I want to put things on stage. I want to uh, make pieces and things and want to continue dancing as well. And so then that happened. And then after that, 
I kind of uh, wanted to create something which has a bigger impact on the community. And so then, uh, yeah, in in the end, in the preparation, Evangelos and myself, we spoke a lot before we actually launched B12. It was a couple of years when we were talking about it and the festival Evangelos and Christina made in Greece was really cool festival was small but very nice atmosphere very nice people uh unfortunately they decided not to continue but anyway in the midst of all of that um evangelos i we decided okay let's try to do a festival in berlin uh with everything what it is now but of course we still have uh dreams but it kind of went pretty fast to what we wanted it to be. And NYU or New York in general, for me at least, uh, had a big impact because I felt it was showing me that so many things are possible. It wasn't like, um, yeah, you shouldn't do this because that might not work out or, you know, don't do that because people may say it's this and that. It's like, it showed me more that do what you want to do and see what happens. It was a bit like more this. I left New York with a feeling like that, which is amazing. And I'm very thankful uh, having had that perspective. And yeah, that's that free thinking uh, spirit in terms of not putting boundaries kicked in. And so that's what this influence was, I guess. Wow, that's wonderful. I uh, thank you for that, both of you. That festival that Evangelos is referring to, the small festival is the one small step festival, right? In Corfu. Yes. And I remember at the time, Christina Mezzani was also inviting us to come along. Um, and it's like, ah, apart from the great dancing, it's Greece. So there's a lot of ocean. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> um, and of course, with Johannes, the Stadtstädter Kassel. So both of you are um, brilliant thinkers. Both of you are founders. Both of you are leaders of your own ventures. And I think a lot of these traits of leaders uh, can be well applied or learned from a management environment, a management setting, an organizing committee, let's say. Uh, it always takes a team to give birth to an idea or in fact realize that idea into something real, right? So this is a great way to jump straight into lesson number one. Ideas are a dime a dozen, but people who implement them are priceless. What a great quote by Mary Kay Ash, and so true! The world is full of incredible ideas that never go anywhere because great ideas are useless without someone full of passion to implement them. It starts with the project team and the various expertise that each individual brings to the table, be it social media, administration, programming, community building, etc. And let's not forget the official partners that provide not only valuable networking opportunities, but also institutional resources such as the aforementioned Doc11 Eden, NYU Tish, and Muda Africa. B12 is composed of a web of talented minds brimming with passion and confidence to undergo such a gargantuan task year after year. 
Because where's the fun in a great idea when you don't get to share it? Where ideas were once a crucial commodity, the age of information has relegated them to something mostly attainable with a few clicks of a button, but only secondary to people themselves. Hence, why many successful organizations depend highly on the collective spirit and camaraderie to foster long-term sustainability. I mean. Even most contemporary choreographers use co-collaboration as a means of creating nowadays. Meaning, try not to overvalue your ideas, but learn to find ways and people to help realize them. People are just as important as ideas, so identify the right people that can support you and your ideas. Crazy people have great ideas that 99.9% of the rest of the world wouldn't want to hear about or wouldn't like because they're crazy ideas. But crazy ideas need to be born in order to have great things happen after that. But let's start with Johannes, and I'm very interested in the B12 team. I'm interested in making and creating such a synergy of this um, and wonderful committee. Let's say an organizing committee. How were you able to find、uh, these like-minded individuals who not only have similar mindsets because they might have similar mindsets with you, but also be able to see whether they have the attitude to pull off this project the way that you wanted it to? Hey. Jason here with a special message for you to help and continue serving our beloved performing arts community. So here's what you can do: share this with one person you believe with this episode can benefit, and attach a personal note explaining why. This way, you are not only helping me grow this show, but also adding value to those you truly care about. Massive appreciation, as it means the world to me. And let's get right back to the show. Well, I think a lot of components have to come together、uh, in order to create a functioning team. But Evangelos and myself, we kind of met a lot of people throughout our career already, and continuously keep doing so. So you have an idea. You're like, "Wow, this person is really cool," and maybe this person is not only cool but has certain skills. And you know, then then you talk to this person, and this person says like yes or no. And when the person says yes, I would, you know, I have these skills, and I'm actually interested in、um, collaborating with you guys and being on the team. Or people come towards us and say like, "Hey, Johannes, I have this、uh, idea. Can we do this?" Hey, Evangelos, I want to do this. Maybe it's possible at B twelve. So then, then we kind of like decide together. Yeah, what do we need? What is、um, the best preparation and the best setup for our festival, which is ever growing? So you also have to embrace the change and the difference、uh, from last year's festivals to the new one, and understand what is needed and what is not. And don't do. I would recommend for every everyone everyone not to do it the way we did it because we don't we you know we don't have management like I don't know we have maybe management skills but we're not like management trained so 
we just have our fantasy about how things should roll. And some of it works amazingly well, and some other things, <laughs> absolutely not. So it's a huge, humongous learning curve we're going through uh, all the time. And people are so different, you know? It's like, it's not like you meet one person and we all know this and that's kind of like, you know, the set of people you're going to work with. No, people have uh, very different perspectives, very different thoughts, very different feelings. And that's also super cool because then you get all these different perspectives, feelings and thoughts, and you can puzzle together something which you would have never been able to puzzle together just with the two of us together. And yeah, I think the re recruiting sounds like a very active um, role we take in and we do at times and we kind of are very outgoing and searching for people. But most of the time it kind of things fall into places. Yeah, I, I love the fact that you say that things fall into place because when you're always pushing for an agenda, for example, you can always sort of knock it away from you. And it's also really nice to have, let's say, the foundations in place and then people would just come up to you, right? Knock on the door because if they see a good idea, people get attracted to that kind of energy. Now, we're talking about individuals. Let's talk about partners. Um, and I'm going to go to you, uh, Evangelos, on this one. Um, you have quite an array of different event partners, project partners. And they are quite interesting because they are coming from a whole host of different, let's say, countries, right? You have the uh, the Spanish, you have African, you have uh, German partners, and you even have the NYU Tisch link over there. So was it also the same when it comes to finding collaborators and working on that level, the partnership level compared to like in Johannes's case, uh, individuals, how was it different um, when you're looking for event partners compared to organizing committee members? Yeah, it's also not so different because, okay, in the beginning, how it started, we started really small. We didn't even think that it will become as big as it became. And um, in the beginning, we were basically mainly the two of us. And... Uh, we didn't have other uh, partners or other people helping us. But in the way, in, early enough, we saw that, okay, it's growing. We need more people. And then, as Johannes said, we started thinking, who do we know already that has the skills that we need to support us? And we did contact those people. And later, with the years, also when the B12 was becoming more famous, people were approaching us and they were saying, I can do this and this for you, you will be interested. And then we were meeting with them to see if we really have the same mindset and then we could establish that collaboration or not. And something similar happened also with um, partners. Then uh, uh, in the beginning, we had no partners, but later with a year, some we did approach uh, some people we knew already from before that we we had collaborated in other projects with them and uh, we felt that, ah, yeah, it will be interesting. It was a common interest in B12 that we had and we said, okay, we can make an exchange, we can create a scholarship program or 
something similar. And uh, other partners did approach us and they expressed the interest to collaborate with us. And then, of course, always we had to check to see if it is something that we would like to establish and under which conditions. That is a really simple way to lay the foundations of what we're trying to say here, that you need people to work with. You need people to help you and you need people to make something happen. The successes of many events do not rely on one person. They rely probably on one, maybe one person's idea, but it definitely takes an entire team's efforts, right? Um, and this is just common sense. So let's get into lesson number two. When you get locked out of class for being late, stay positive. When you can't keep up with the movement phrases all morning, stay positive. And when you can't seem to complete even one pirouette after countless tries, stay positive and retry. Is your glass half empty or half full? How you answer this age-old question about positive thinking may reflect your outlook on life, your attitude towards yourself, and whether you ultimately succeed or fail. Despite B12 being born recently in 2015, attempts of staging what has become one of the biggest dance festivals in the world had surely occurred way beforehand. In the words of Evangelos himself, perhaps the biggest challenge for dance practitioners today remains achieving a long professional life. Maintaining a career in dance after the age of 30 requires more effort than in any other profession, especially when starting a family. The profession of a dancer is comparable to the profession of an elite athlete, which means short lifespan and fraught with physical and psychological demands, which foregrounds mental health and positivity as absolute necessities while navigating through this industry. However, Positive thinking does not mean that you ignore life's less pleasant situations. It just means that you approach unpleasantness in a more positive and productive way. You think the best is going to happen and not the worst. Remember the phrase, if at first you don't succeed, try and try again? We don't often read about failures. Instead, focusing only on the success stories of winners and the ones who beat the system. But you know what? Life doesn't work that way. So when you fail, and you will at some point, stay positive and retry. This is super interesting to me because I know a lot of success stories, including B12 itself, are taught from the basis of a lot of failures, like Johannes already said, like a lot of things didn't go well, but then those things in the end contributed to the eventual or the overall success of B12. And it is a success because maintaining a festival for this long and at this scale with this much variety is not an easy task, as we all know. And with all this in light, of course, what I think about when organizing a committee is how do you continuously motivate the people in your team, right? To see the light at the end of the tunnel, as we say. So you motivate your team, but you also have to motivate yourself <laughs> because that is where the hard work really lies in is that you need to pull because if you don't pull, they won't follow, right? We need, we need the leaders to always pull. Um, and sometimes 
it's a push and pull, right? You gain you gain energy from your uh, committee as well. So I'm going to go to you on this first, uh, Evangelos. As one of the co-founders of B12, how do you continuously motivate yourself, firstly, and then the team to be positive and to keep on retrying the bunch of failures that you will inevitably face? Um, I think a strong uh, pull is the goal and we believe really in B12 and what it offers and what it can be. And I think having that clear goal makes us continue and uh, go forward. And we know for sure that some mistakes will happen. Just we try to not to let them pull us down and we believe that Yes, of course, we're learning. We're learning for, from those mistakes and we try the next time not to repeat them or to improve ourselves or to avoid similar situations. And now about um, motivating the team, um, I think the B12 itself also motivates them because there are people who believe in it and that, they have the same uh, love for the festival and they want to contribute. Um, I haven't felt that I needed, and I don't know also Johannes, I think that we needed to especially motivate somebody to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. The goal is the end and also at the beginning or something, right? It ends, but it also begins uh, at this one very magical point a goal and everybody needs goals. Now I'm going to go to you, Johannes, with something a little bit more controversial, if you don't mind. And that is also something to do with the idea of success and failure, right? Now B12 has historically and always have been a summer event. And this is where most of the schools and the companies take their breaks. And that means more time to go and spend uh, money as well as effort, as well as uh, heart and soul in a dance festival. So a lot of people then flood into Berlin in the summer. Uh, but as of 2022, and of course, in light of the pandemic, uh, B12 has also expanded uh, to some uh, different times of the year with satellite programs, right? So you have the B12 spring, you have the B12 fall programs. Now, the controversial take is just this. With more programs, with more events, uh, there will be also more space for failures. This is something that seems to be a new strategic decision from you. So with that in mind, how was your thinking behind creating a few more programs around a year that adds a bit more risk to this event as well and the overall structure of it? Well... The sky is the limit, I guess. It's uh, something, you know, we kind of really love to, yeah, kind of have B12 grow. And then I also wanted to say, sometimes I feel that the team is actually motivating us uh, instead of the other way around because they get excited and we're like, oh God, how are we going to do that? But coming back to your question, it has been that People came to us and said, like, yeah, there are so many festivals in the summer and I have to go there and I have to go there and this and that. And so, yeah, we wanted to uh, create a sidetrack of that big main event in the summer. Then we thought, yeah, why not doing one in the spring, a small one? It's it's basically shorter workshops. They all start at the same time and they all finish at the same time. Yeah, it's just a much smaller range, but you still have the taste of B12. and. Now, 
people start to learn about that and it's as it was in the beginning of b12 it's growing and that's really exciting to do it was you know you test these things and you think like okay let's hope for the best and you give your best and you try to set it up the best way ever possible but yeah you never know and then you know corona and all these things it's a risky business it's like it's not something you can plan uh meticulously no that's wrong you can plan it meticulously but you don't know the outcome but then yeah we were very happy that we kind of did it now and let's see where it's going but yeah i think that's the answer to why we did it because we wanted to expand to uh yeah to another to a bigger range of possibilities for people who wanting to come to b12 it kind of also acts as like a little bit of a backup plan in some ways right in case you know like there's an overload of people in the summer and you can't fit everyone in there's always this capacity issue with festivals and especially on the back of a pandemic opening up different windows uh, in different parts of the year does provide that bit of space that bit of a variability that bit of flexibility for different people from around the world and I'm, I'm i'm really happy to hear that people from australia new zealand for example even canada let's say would want to come asia would want to come it's far way off so you know coming over there to spend a bit of time in a time of the year that is not so crowded i guess that's a great benefit to that that is also a perfect way to jump into the final big lesson as one olawell daniel puts it It costs nothing to think bigger than you are, but it costs a fortune to think less of yourself. To achieve something big, you need to think bigger. People from all over the globe search for the best ways to accomplish their goals, but the secret behind success is within yourself. And all you need to do is believe. I mean, how can someone believe you if you don't believe in yourself? Cliché? Yes. But harshly true. When brainstorming about the title of the platform, the co-founders agreed that it should be deliberately abstract so as to be interpreted individually. It may be Berlin's letter B or the state of being in the 12 initial days of the festival, which have multiplied to events through all 12 months of the year. Yes, it is also vitamin B12 or the name of an unknown planet. A festival has to be big enough to encompass all the hundreds and thousands of participants on site or to magnetize star names to teach there or simply to support the continuous fight for dance and the arts as a whole. One of my favorite books is Sophie Bacall's Loon Shots: How to Nurture the Crazy Ideas That Win Wars, Cure Diseases, and Transform Industries. And his premise is to understand that true innovation comes about when people bank on a loon shot or a widely dismissed idea whose champions are often written off as crazy. How can leaders take these crazy ideas and translate them into technologies that produce transformative products or services? As illustrated in lesson 1, ideas are everywhere and nowhere at the same time. A seed still needs to be planted and a tree grown. It takes both the idea and person to realize seemingly impossible feats. 
So don't ever scoff at your tiny seeds of imagination, but think big and know that you are indeed able to do many things. Uh, someone wrote a book called Loonshot. So it's like moonshot, but with an L, so loonshot. The way that he described this term loonshot, he coined it saying that before you shoot your rocket to the moon, there's always the Looney Tunes version of that rocket. So the loonshot would be the crazy idea that everyone comes up with before the idea gets turned into a practical, a much more realistic one that gets shot to the moon, right? So before the, the, the rocket landed on the moon, there were a bunch of crazy people saying that you could do that and no one believed them until they eventually worked it out. So before every moonshot, I like to say there is a loon shot, a lovely name. Now, the point of all this is that execution is way harder and always harder than the idea itself, right? Everyone um, comes up with ideas. We say ideas are a dime a dozen nowadays, but there's always the process. There are secrets, personal experiences that go behind all these different ideas that help realize the impossible. How was it like turning an idea of B12 from just the crazy, I want to have everybody in Berlin type of idea into something that has become even a sort of, like you said, a system that people can kind of follow, can kind of uh, take inspiration from a reference point. I, I think this is, um, I think B12 is so successful because it's also the time that, that a lot of people want to come to Europe, a lot of people want to come to Berlin specifically. And let's say talking about the loon shot, that could have been one small step for me, for Christine and me, because I think beginnings of the B12 idea were also there. And if uh, Greece was working differently, then maybe one small step would have become as big as B12. But uh, uh, by working out there and trying to make it successful and understand, we understood also the restrictions that this specific place had. And uh, I think when we started then talking with Johannes about making something and where Berlin will be the place to be. And because, yes, you may have an idea, but it may not be the right place or not the right time. And to understand how can I make it, do I need to change a little bit the idea or do I need to wait or do I need to realize it somewhere else? I think those are also important elements. Hey everyone, if you're like me and prioritize online privacy and security, you're going to love NordVPN. Not only does NordVPN safeguard your internet connection and protect your personal data from hackers and snoopers, but it also offers an amazing advantage. Seamless access to geo-blocked content on platforms like Netflix. With NordVPN, you can browse the web with peace of mind and enjoy your favorite shows and movies from anywhere in the world. Plus, their user-friendly interface makes it easy for anyone to stay protected online. And here's the best part. NordVPN offers a 30-day money-back guarantee so you can try it risk-free. Trust me, I've been using this for two years now and it has totally changed my life. What's more, you can get the basic plan for as low as $5 a month. 
By signing up through the referral link below, you not only support your online peace of mind, but also help me and the continuity of this show. So, sign up for NordVPN today and let's serve smarter and safer together. What about you, Johannes? What was your loon shot before the moon shot? And how did you create a process around that? I don't know. I think it's not so different than creating a piece. In a way, you know, you have an idea and then you manifest it on stage and that's, or wherever, uh, or making a film or any creative idea, any idea, like you said, like you mentioned, uh, needs that process a little bit. For me, it was more like a natural development. Evangelos and myself, we kind of knew what we would run into for the most part. But then, of course, big surprises happen. But yeah, it's it's um, the excitement of dreaming and kind of like thinking, I think we can try, we can try, we can try this and we can see and taking calculated risks and exposing ourselves in that way and seeing if people feel the same way we feel and if they find, you know, the roster of artists interesting and compelling, like, that they want to be part of that world and meet those people and network and everything in Berlin. And so that is always still remains a big part of the fun to kind of have it develop. And because that, that loon shot kind of never stops. Yeah. Then you have the moonshot, but once you're there, then it doesn't stop there. You're on the moon and then maybe you want to go to Mars. So it's kind of like it is, it keeps building. No doesn't matter in which way but it morphs and this morphing process yeah it's one of the things which i enjoy so much and i know evangelos too is like how can we make it more what we want to make it because it feels like making a huge 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 piece (laughs) which never stops (laughs) so yeah like you start with one little seed right less is more you don't have to have a big idea right from the go uh, you start with a tiny little inspiration that then gets turned into what it becomes, your baby, your adult, your wonderful, wonderful journey. So this being the first time I've actually had two guests at the same time, I would like to do a little game. So uh, let's do a little toss up. I'm just going to, I'm just going to pick, I'm just going to go with Evangelos first, right? I'm going to go with Evangelos and then I'm going to go back to Johannes to finish up the session. So <laughs> Evangelos, this is your question. In your own words, what do you think makes a dancer? It's such a wide question because <laughs> especially now dancers need to have so many, so many different skills. Like they need to be hopefully good movers and have a solid technique not for any other reason but more for them and for their body and for the longevity of their career i think technique will be more there to protect them and uh, save them and uh, then of course they need to be or it will be also really good if they have some acting skills and if they can perform so they can take on a personality and role and express it good communicators because they are they are in processes and they're in exchange with other people and collaborators they need to 
understand what the choreographer is suggesting. They need to be able to express it with their body, but also to connect with other people and find solutions. And if somebody's managing himself or himself or themselves, they need to have also those management skills that we said to have timetables and Excel sheets and everyday things like take uh, care of your finances and invoices <laughs> and all that. And because we are also in a profession that we are not uh, necessarily uh, working in one country be able mm-hmm. to know what's happening with international taxes and uh, yeah. ways of uh, working abroad. So it's so also applying, uh, writing applications to receive grants to be able to cre- uh, make your projects and realize yeah. uh, a performance. I think the list is uh, <laughs> it it's not <laughs> countless. <laughs> like there is <laughs> this is. Thank you for that, Evangelos. You have danced well, some of the best choreographers in the world, including Johannes himself. So you know what it's like to be a dancer. I'm going to finish up the session with Johannes and I'm going to take this question in a completely different angle. Uh, like you say, it's all about perspective. So for you, Johannes, personally, what makes dance? What makes dance? Okay, good. Um, for me, it was always, it would have been kind of a similar answer to your question to Evangelos because I, I believe everything is dance and nothing is dance. It's a question of definition, of course. And that's, that is your question, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying everything we see and experience can be interpreted as such. Again, it's a it's a perspective. Is the plastic bag an American beauty in the film? <laughs> American beauty. Is it is it dance or is it not? Mm. Yeah, I I would say yeah, it is. It can be. If people say it's not, then for them it's not. I could see if you if your question would have been like, what makes love? I could also mm. say everything is love. So I don't know if it's too broad. But that's just my feeling. I feel there is no limits to that somehow. If someone would have asked me yesterday the same question, maybe my answer would have been different. (laughs) I'm very much, I'm one of those. Like you can, you know, ask me one question and then the next day, (laughs) it's very, my answer will be very different just because, yeah, I find, I find it, I give myself the freedom. I give myself the freedom to do that. And, uh, but I guess that's, yeah, that's that's kind of my yeah, answer yeah. to that. How does chili taste from Thursday to Friday? Very different. Chili is very different <laughs> every day. <laughs> Depends on how you it wake up is. that day. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I, that was brilliant, Johannes. I, I just got it, by the way, because you were saying it the first time. And I didn't really get it. And then I realized what you're trying to say is, okay, when I ask you what makes dance, the what makes dance, whatever, what what you see, what you feel, what you know makes the dance itself. And, and that is quite brilliant. I, I love that. That is actually uh, a really simple but so effective way of just approaching dance because now we live in a world where we can actually make dance what it 
what we want it to be, right? Um, we have it's come a long way. So, and then with all the skills and techniques, and basically just a lot of the traits that Evangelos mentioned to become a dancer, then you put that two together, and hopefully that is the recipe for a long, sustainable, and successful career. With that, I would love to say thank you so much once again to both of you, Johannes and Evangelos, for taking the time. You two are doing an incredible job at B12 and every single summer, fall, spring now that people are going to go there just to be able to speak to you and to be able to, like you said, feel your energy. And I'm so lucky to be able to do that today. So once again, really, really grateful to have you both on The Background Dancer. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Jason. Thank you. That was my conversation with both Johannes Wielen and Evangelos Polinas, co-founders of the B12 Festival for Contemporary Dance and Performance Art in Berlin, and you have been listening to episode one of a brand new season titled Co-Directing an International Dance Festival. Be sure to check out the show notes for links and references mentioned throughout our conversation. Or you can visit our website at www.backgrounddancer.com for all related information. As thought and action leaders of contemporary dance, Johannes and Evangelos, with their team, have consolidated one of the best and most nurturing dance platforms in the world. If you resonate with their work, consider purchasing the full version ad-free for only $3 or access the entire year's catalogue of 20 episodes for only $55. While a single purchase grants you access to episode transcripts and weekly online hangouts exclusive to the Background Dancer community, the latter premium package will come with additional benefits such as bonus unreleased episodes and monthly one-on-one career consultancy sessions with me as I provide you with insights on navigating the world of dance through my decade-long experiences within various facets of the industry. Lastly, don't forget to leave a 5-star review and reach out if you have any dance ideas that you'd like me to either cover or even perks to provide. In our next episode... We'll switch our attention from a dance festival to a cultural heritage centre. Stay tuned for my conversation with artistic and executive director of Jacob's Pillow, Pamela Tadji. Have a great week and I'll see you in the next one. If you're listening to this, you are most definitely a dance enthusiast maybe even one for dance science. Well, why not join the International Association for Dance Medicine and Science, or IADMS for short, and become part of a global community dedicated to supporting dancers and performers worldwide. With active members from over 50 countries, including experts in dance, medicine, and science, IADMS provides a diverse network of support and resources. As a member, you'll gain access to exclusive benefits such as discounts to year-round events, their vast collection of e-learning opportunities, and a subscription to the Journal of Dance Medicine and Science, amongst other incredible and unique offers. Join the mission for better outcomes and apply for an iAdams membership today. Click the link in the descriptions below for more info.